And um, we've got an exciting service for you this morning. As I said, our students are going to be sharing. And I'll tell you what, they've got a word from the Lord for you. We've, we've talked about this over the years. Should we have this on a Sunday morning? Is that appropriate to have a thing? No, I'll tell you what, I've had so many people tell me over the years this has been one of their favorite services because they get to hear testimonies of what God's been doing. They get to hear a word from some of these young people preaching the word of God because these guys over the course of this year some of them have been here for two years or three years they've been involved in ministries they've been involved in outreach they've been involved in missions they've been involved in preaching the word they're doing the work that God's called them to do and this morning it's kind of the accumulation of the last year two years three years and what you're going to hear this morning is going to encourage you it's going to be an uplifting word for you. Don't, don't walk away thinking, man, I didn't get this, uh, a sermon. No, you're getting, you're getting 11 sermons this morning, short sermons, okay? So don't, don't go to sleep on me. But it's going, to be, it's going to be powerful. The Lord's going to speak to your heart. He's going to touch your heart because these guys, some of them have some powerful things they want to share with you. And so I'm thankful for these guys. I'm thankful for all that they've done over this last year. I'm going to turn the service over to them They've got, they're going to start off, you guys want to come on up and get ready. They're going to start off with a spoken word this morning that's going to encourage you and bless you. And I'll tell you what, as they get set up, let's just one more prayer. Lord, I want to thank you for these students that have been here over these last year, two years, three years. I thank you for the influence they've been in our community around the around the nation, even around the world as they've traveled and preached. And I thank you for the word that you have for us this morning that's going to come from them. I thank you for speaking through them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Did you know that as far back as history goes, there is a name that goes still further? And that as, uh, as complex as all of creation is, there's a being still more intricate. And that as vast and as mighty and as powerful as the universe is, there is a power that is still greater because there is. And I want you to know that if someone comes to you in the name of another God, there is a name that is still greater. If someone comes to you in the name of sickness, there is a name that is still greater. If someone comes to you in the name of fear, there is a name that is still greater. And if someone comes to you in the name of luck, there is a name that is still greater. And if one comes to you in the name of all of hell itself, there is a name that is still greater. We do not worship simply a creator. We do not worship simply a savior, nor do we worship simply a vindicator. Because the truth is, our God is simply too big for the word simply. There is no name in any language ever created that can fully encompass the being of our God. So he calls himself a verb. I am, as in I am the Almighty. There are no other gods beside me. And all who would attempt to be in that position are subject to me. I am the, the creator of all things. I am the sustainer of all things. I am the restorer of all things. I am the one who brings salvation to your spirit. Peace to your mind and healing to your body. I am the fulfiller of all my promises, and any doubt that what I have promised will come about is nothing more than a lie, because faithful love is who I am. I am the provider of all blessings, and all. there is no way to drain my riches when I am the source of all true blessing, and I am the defender of my beloved, and if any attack my children, they will answer directly to me. So if someone comes to you in the name of another God, remember that they are worshiping his footstool. So point them to the one that has already overcome and will soon come back to rule. And if someone comes to you in the name of a sickness, do not give it authority. 
but remember and remain in the blood of Jesus and tell the symptoms you have no hold on me. And if someone comes to you in the name of fear, do not bow your knee, but rather tell them to join you in bowing to Elohim and let the God of justice decide exactly who is redeemed. And if one comes to you in the name of lack, remember that if five fish fed 5,000 men and their families, and if the broke widow brought one tiny jar of oil and then it filled all of the containers she could find, then our God, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he will raise us up and we won't have to worry. And if one comes to you in the name of all hell itself, don't be scared of a little pile of rubble. We are no longer subject to that place or those things. We've been redeemed. This is what it means to be a Christian, that we have accepted and are utilizing the gift that was paid for by the one we little Christ are named after. He is the one that in every circumstances is even greater the name above all names, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He is the name that is above all name. And we want to say thank you for coming. Welcome to the parents and the friends and family that came to be here. It's been a year, an amazing year. And we are excited for what the Lord has done this year. And we're getting ready to say thank you. This program is made not only of the students or the pastor. But there's so many people that help so this program this can run. And this year was a transition happening. Pastor Day has been the director for 16 years of North Carolina Master's Commission. And when... Things happened, and they told me, hey, would you like to be the director? I was kind of scared. I didn't know what to say, but I prayed. Pastor Dave said, pray about it. And the more I prayed about it, there was more confirmation left and right. So we went, and we want to take a minute to thank every single one of you that have been here throughout everything. But above everybody, we just everything, we want to take a minute to honor the man of God and the woman of God that has been running this program for so many years. So I want to thank you, then Pastor Day and Pastor Tara, if they both can come up. <laughs> they both can be here. If you can honk your horn and let them know how much we appreciate it. I love that. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes, like, there's words cannot express, but Pastor Day has been there, like, he has taken this program. Like, whenever he spoke to me the first time, he said, hey, will you rather, will I be an assistant director? I was like, oh, my goodness, I had to pray. That was the first challenge. And I was so grateful that he was trusting me with that. And we move forward, but one of the things that got to me is to hear like his heart. His heart for this program is to have not just a college that the student can come and have knowledge, because he went to a Bible college and he knew what it means in a Bible to be in a Bible college. I went to college too. But he wanted the student after they got out to still have the fire of God in them. To not just come to school, have so many knowledge, but be in fire for the Lord and have young adults in fire for the Lord. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. When he shared with us in the first year, I was like, yeah, I want to be on fire for God whenever I get out of here. I want to just go from glory to glory. And I think through all this year, he's done an amazing job. And we were joking yesterday and saying, you know, there's such some huge shoes to fill, literally and also feelingly. <laughs> so we are just so happy and so honored. And we want to give you this, a plaque for you and it says pastor 16 years pastor david snyder thank you for all the hard work and dedication throughout the year north carolina masters commission 
We love you, Pastor Dave. But you know what? Pastor Tara came, and that's how she's been there. She always been there. And many of you don't know, but Pastor Tara has been there. She's been the assistant director, director of my uh, drama. She's been the youth children pastor. I learned so much from her. Like, I admire her so much. And there's always a saying behind every great man, there's a great woman. And she's a great woman. She's a great teacher, a great pastor. So can we hunt for her too? Yeah. And we have a plaque for her too. <laughs> so, and her plaque said, I would like to say, he say, thank, uh, Pastor Tara Snyder, thank you for all the unseen hard work you have done throughout the years. We appreciate you. North Carolina Master's Commission. So we want to say thank you to both of you because everything that you have done, both of you have not just been in vain. We are all here because of you guys for saying yes. And we just want to say, you know, that may the Lord be with you in this new season as a senior pastor. You have my whole support. Anything you want me to do, I'm always there. So thank you for having your family. So thank you, and my God bless you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. Yes. And we also want to take a moment to say thank you to so many people. We have some cards for you guys. I know because of where we are, we're not going to be able to. So we're going to say some... Thank you. We want to say thank you to Coach Mall. Coach Mall, he's been teaching the students to get informed. And, you know, we work out every Monday. And they come, and Coach Mall comes, and he teaches not only in the physical, but he also brings a word, or he brings uh, something to encourage the student, to let us know that we have to declare by faith and know that what we believe and what we receive, the Lord is doing it. And the Lord is there. So we just want to say thank you, Coach Mall. We have something for you. Pastor Kim and Pastor Kenny, we love you. Where are we? Oh, I see them over there. Thank you, Pastor Kim. Thank you, Pastor Kenny. They, has, um, they are now the assistant pastor, and they were our senior pastor for years. We learned so much from them every day. They pour out not only in the class, but then they have to They also pray with us. They give us word. They give us encouragement every day, they, not only in the class, but after that, they continue. Miss Abigail and Vicky. Vicky's... They have been feeding the student, helping us, doing the shopping. Miss Debbie, oh my goodness, she goes and she did all the shopping and she was like, you guys can, but Abigail and, and Vicky were having babies this summer and this winter, right? And she was like, don't worry, I'll help. I will buy the food, they will prepare the meal. It was a whole team, so thank you to all of you guys. Also, Miss Emily, Pastor Emily, thank you for keeping the records, doing everything that you do. We appreciate you. Mr. Brooke, thank you for teaching the class. He teaches finance class, and he does all finances, so we are so thankful for you. Pastor Jim, thank you for everything, for being there, for like always joking with the students. They they always remember you. So we love you and appreciate you. We have Pastor Timothy McCain. He also tuned in from another state to teach a class to the students. So like I'm telling you, there's so many people that make this program possible. So we just want to say thank you. Pastor Sarah Kivett, she was teaching a class. We were so happy to have you back teaching this year. It was amazing. The students loved her class. They were so like coming out, asking questions. It was just not a class there, but they wanted to know more. So thank you, Pastor Sarah. We love you. Mr. Ted Pat, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. The students love you. Thank you for all you do. God bless you. Shelly, Shelly, help us in doing the dramas. So we just want to say thank you for that. And we appreciate you. all the dramas. We couldn't do it here, but they spent hours learning some stuff, getting on people's shoulders, jumping from it. I cannot do that. But Shelly has experience. She helps with all of that. Pastor Joseph Everett, thank you. He just come in into our staff. So thank you. He's a youth pastor, so we appreciate you. Love you. And then, <laughs> then Pastor 
Rachel Moore, how you doing in the back? <laughs> uh, we thank you for taking the time for the decoration, for being a children pastor, maybe Piper, and also Pastor Jacob. We just want to say thank you for everything. He uh, has come and become our assistant director, and I was like, okay, if Jacob is there, we can do it. So we just thank you for everything. And we didn't forget one, but we have it right here. And as most of you know, we have Pastor Joelle, who has stepped into this new season as Director of Master's Commission, and we are just so proud and excited for her. And she won't admit it herself, but um, she is prepared for this challenge, prepared for this job, and um, she is going to do a great job. We're so excited and happy for her, and uh, it's an honor to work and serve with her. So um, let's just give it up to all the people and Joelle uh, that's helped out with this program. So let's give them a round of applause today and some flowers for you. Thank you <laughs> so much. Thank you. And we're going to continue with the graduation. So we're going to have uh, the first year I come up. All the first year, you guys are able to come up. Thank you. And before they come up, this year was the theme for this year was greater than. No, you guys can be here while you guys were coming up. I'm sorry. My Bible is there. <laughs> and our theme for the year was greater than. We keep on saying even greater, but it's greater than. And it was based out of First John 4.4. 4. And this verse has been so impacted to me through my entire life. But this year has been even better. But this says, First John 4.4, 4, it says, For you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. It's amazing to know that the world might have so many things happening. We know this COVID came, this whole thing, so many things happened. But we could have let just fear come in. We could have let all this doubt come in. We could have let all these different things come into our life. But when we realize that he who is in us is even greater than any circumstance that is in front of us, then we can have peace in the middle of the storm. Then we can know that God is in control. And when things got crazy, we say, guys, you're even greater than that. We didn't even just say greater than he that he's not. We said we, what we have is even greater than anything you can possibly imagine. We have the son of God, the king of kings and the love of the Lord. Have you ever thought about this? We have the art of the covenant inside of us. Before, people couldn't even touch it. People couldn't even go inside to the holies of holies. But now we are the carriers of the presence of God. So I say to them, we are little arts walking around. So he who is great lives in us. And that's what we've been learning this year, that no matter if it was fear or doubt, insecurity, anything, God is greater, and we can overcome it because we can do things even greater than that. So they're going to share with you what they have, the Lord has done with them really briefly in their lives. So I'm excited to hear. So Micah, come up. Hi. Uh, good morning, everyone. First off, I want to say a huge thank you to our entire AFA family. You guys have taken us in to your own homes and been generous and hospitable and shown the love of Christ in your actions towards all of us. Thank you guys so much. We love you all. And I, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I thought I got all my crying done last night, but <sighs> if you have your Bibles, will you turn to Exodus 30, chapter three, or chapter 30, verse three with me? It says, and I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. That verse was proclaimed over this year, nine months ago after I graduated high school. And to be honest, I kind of forgot about it. But 
the Lord brought it back to my remembrance. And to go through the whole year and then look back and see how that had already taken place, I've learned so much this year. I learned one about healing. That was one that I had prayed about because I had so many questions and I really, really wanted answers. And to have an entire class dedicated to healing, it blew my mind. I got to learn how to preach in situations like this where I'm not nervous, I'm excited. <laughs> and I just, I got such a good time to fellowship with fellow believers, to pray consistently. This was the first time I had ever prayed for nine months consistently. And it really changed my relationship with God. So with the enviable position of being the first to speak, I felt the responsibility to pray for my classmates. So if you'll join me. Dear Lord, thank you so much, one, for this beautiful day. Thank you for no rain, sunny, sunny skies. <clears throat> Pray that you'll give them willing hearts to speak what you have for them, Lord. That you'll fill them with your spirit. You'll give them the words to say. But that they'll be open. That they'll have room for you to work. Thank you for the friends that they've been and for the time that we've had and that you know, we'll all be able to get together for another year. Thank you for the blessing that they've been, Lord. Continue the work in them. Amen. Thank you all so much. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name is Kane Howell, one of the first years, and um, I want to share a testimony of what God's been doing for, uh, for the past nine months here. And so if you have your Bibles, flip to Philippians 4, 7, and it says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, there's been so many times where, um, even before, even during Masters, where I felt um, worried or fearful or scared, but God would be, do something so cool and just have this peace on me that I couldn't even explain. And, for example, one of the times we were going to Puerto Rico this year, and that island, since after Christmas, it's been suffering earthquakes and I was a little worried about what was going to happen and stuff and what was going to like what would the earthquake going to do and stuff and if it would get more severe but the peace of God was on me that entire trip and I only just worried about the ministry fellowship and fellowship with the people there and it was just amazing what God did and just seeing that even in the darkest days, he's still the light and he still gives us peace whenever we are shaken and that we do not have to worry about what's going on because he is with us and he will work in us and through us. And it was just amazing to see that he brought peace throughout this year when I felt shaken, whenever I felt discouraged or whenever I felt worried. He was always there for me and it's just amazing what he did. So thank you. Hello, guys. So if you'll turn with me to your Bibles, to Psalms 139, and I'm going to be reading from 13 to 16. And it says, For it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. When I came to Masters, I didn't know who I was. I was confused about so many things, and I went through so many situations and made so many decisions that blurred the picture God had of me. And... So coming to Masters, it was hard because I was like, am I supposed to be here? Am I ever going to make a connection with these people? Because I don't know who I am. I didn't feel strong. And nine months ago, I wouldn't be up here telling you all this. But in the beginning, God gave me my identity. It took crying at his feet for almost an hour and an hour of just praising him 
for, my, for me to realize who I am. And today I can tell you, I am a child of God. I am his daughter. I have a right to speak. I have authority in Christ. I have authority over every lie of the enemy because no lie that he has told me is true. And I can sit here and tell you that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and he also gave me my identity with the brothers and sisters and best friends I made. And with the family I've made in this church. Y'all have been so wonderful. And y'all have really encouraged me. Like words can't even explain how much you guys how much you guys mean. So thank you. And that's what God did in my life. Hi guys. I'm gonna be short and quick because it's hot. Okay. Well, let's go to Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> and it says, okay, wait, where is it? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a, f and a future. I remember I was, it was in August, and I, I was laying in my, my bed, and I was just praying. I was talking to him because I was nervous. And I wasn't sure what God, what he wanted, where he wanted me to go. And he told me this verse, he said this to me. And I was just like, okay, God, if this is what you want for me, if this is what you said, I'm going to trust you. Even though my family didn't have a lot of money at the time, even though I did some terrible things in the past, I, God still gave me grace and I trusted him and followed him. And if I didn't follow him and I didn't trust his word, I wouldn't be here today and I would be somewhere else doing some rebellious things that wouldn't have been my purpose. And I'm so grateful for everything that God did for me, everything that my foster parents did for me, everything that you guys did for me, even though it may be a little thing, but I'm so grateful, and I'm so grateful being here, so thank you. Proverbs 19:21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And uh, my name's Brandon White. I'm gonna talk about myself for a minute. Uh, I graduated high school, went to college, and thought I was going to do architecture, and then I thought I was going to do business, and then I wasn't in school anymore, and a little over two and a half years ago, I was at a point where I was needing help with addiction, and I thought I'd go to a 30-day rehab and get back on my feet and get going, ended up in Teen Challenge for a year. After Teen Challenge, I thought I was going to go to Southwestern Assemblies of God University in Texas. Uh, that didn't happen, so I was waiting around trying to figure out what I was going to do. And August of last year, I saw that Master's Commission here partnered with that very school. And so this verse to me really speaks of, well, just the decisions I made about my life were wrong the first time around and other times and uh, God still he's able to fulfill his purpose in us uh, even though that happens he's very patient and merciful and it's it's great thank you so God is good amen so let's have the second year come up we have the second years. Yeah, give it up for them. Isn't God good? He's great, amen. He has done so many things. 
and he's just beginning. So the first year they come, like they were saying, they don't know what's going on. They just come. I always used to love what Pastor they said. The first year they didn't know they came. But the second year they already knew what was going on. And they came and they were like, okay, I'm going to do this a second time. I'm going to let the Lord, like I saw what the Lord did in me. I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. So we're excited and we are so happy. And he's the class of the second years. Yeah, let's start with Jay. So I'm going to read the word for a moment. So 1 Peter 5, 7, this verse really spoke to me this year. And it says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Uh, this year was a, a very emotional year for me. I went through a lot. Um, it's Christmas time. I was diagnosed with diabetes and had to let my dog down. So there was just a lot that I was going through. And what God taught me through that is to trust him even when it seems impossible to trust him and he was speaking to me that he wanted me to give my cares and worries to God and I kept holding on to it I kept holding on to it it was only getting worse and I wasn't talking to people about it I was just keeping it to myself but as soon as I let go of that God really worked in my life and he blessed me and I just want you guys to know if, you know, if you're going through something, if you're going through any, if there's any worries that you're holding on to, any cares that you're holding on to, give it to God. Trust God and he's going to bless you. Um, but this year was a, a great year for me and just a year of growing and learning. And I'm really thankful for God. And he's just, he's been so good to me, even when I felt like I didn't deserve it. So. Good morning, Ashboro First Assembly. <laughs> Mind if I bring a word for you this morning? Oh, sorry. You don't really have a choice. I have the mic. So anyway, I'm going to give you guys a word this morning in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and the perfect will of God. The reason why I chose this verse is because it easily wraps up my first and second year because, you see, I came my first year with a lot of baggage, dealing with a whole lot of things and a whole lot of pride and arrogance, as most worship leaders might. <laughs> and I thought I was at the top of the world and I thought I was the best person in the room. But I found that there were some things that needed to change. There were some things I needed to give up to God. And as I began to surrender more and more, I presented my body as a living sacrifice to the good and holy Father. And as I continued to do that, I started to find out that I can con continue to give God things and surrender over and over and over again. But if I don't change, I'm going to keep making that same mistake. going to keep struggling with those same issues. So that's why I said verse two as well, because my second year has been about transforming. And it all starts in the mind, because once you have the mind transformed, everything else seems to just fall into place. So I encourage you all, as you surrender to God and as you give it all to him, let him transform you from your mind to your spirit, and then everything else will fall into place. God is good all the time and all the time. Thank you. Good morning, church. Uh, my name is Denery Paulino, for those of you who don't know me, and this is my last year. And all I can start by saying is, God is good. How many of you know that God is good? He's good all the time, and all the time, He is good. Um, I don't know how many times have I said that and declared that for this past two months, that God is good. It's been so many times to the point that as it started to become so real to me that it doesn't matter what's happening, it doesn't matter what's going on, the work can become to an end, and I can still declare that God is good. And sometimes all I had to do is look back in my past. And you know, the devil sometimes will try to remind you of your past to condemn you, but when I look at my past, all I can see is the goodness of God in my life. 
So I have a verse that is found in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. And it says, Afterwards, Samuel looked at the stone. He took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shane. And he named it Ebenezer, Ebenezer, explaining that this far the Lord has helped me. And I chose that verse because just as Samuel, I want to give all the glory to God because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for him, I know that many of you wouldn't be here today either. He has been my helper, my strength, my hope, and the courage to keep me going and not give up. And um, I don't know about your past. I don't know where were you in your past. I don't know where are you now. And I don't know where the Lord is taking you and us tomorrow. But if we put our trust in him, if we worship him alone, he's going to guide us. He's going to take us where we need to be. And um, I only had two minutes. I want to tell you about my testimony. But I also want to say thank you to some special people that has been helping me financially to pay my tuition. I don't know who you are. I don't know if you're here. I don't know if you're watching. But I want to say thank you and give you a hug. So receive it. And thank you, church. Thank you, everybody, for your prayers. Amen. Yes. And like he said, he's graduating, like he's doing two years. He has some schooling behind, I mean, before that he came. So congratulations, class of second years. And then now let's have the third years come up. This class, they have been here for three years, obviously. <laughs> and we are so happy and proud of them. They are a totally different person from the first moment they walk in through that door, through the building, to now. You're seeing a whole different people right here. They're not the same. The Lord has done so much in their life that we are amazed. And I cannot wait to hear what the Lord, what they have to share with us. And just be attentive because this is what is happening. I, I know some of them haven't said thank you to everybody because we don't have time. But I want to say that we are so thankful. Their students are so thankful for every single one of you, adopted parents and all of that. I just want you guys to know. And let me just hear the third years. Brandon. Amen. Um, I don't have much time to take much ado because I want to get right into it. I got a word for you guys. Um, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, um, if you guys want to turn there real quick, it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I, that verse kind of really summarizes a lot of my life, and it um, kind of puts into perspective a lot of things. And I want to encourage you guys with it because, well, part of my testimony is, uh, well, part of my life, uh, I went in my junior year of high school, I had a literature class. And that literature class was, ta was taught at a college grade level. Um, and for a high school student, that was torture. Um, you know, we had to write fast, we had to write often, and we had to write excellently or we would lose points. And it was torture. But I just read that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him. And looking back, I now see that God was using that torture as training. Training that I now use to write spoken words like the one you, you, you just heard uh, earlier. Uh, and that I'm planning to continue to use for ministry. You know, the, uh, over the course of this past year, um, coronavirus, you know, COVID-19, all that craziness. It, almost every single church in the world got shut down because of the threat of coronavirus. And, you know, that's a bad thing. How... Um, that, that's a really bad thing, but God causes all things to work together for the good of those who, call, who are called according to his purposes and for those that love God. So, what, so God causes all things to work together for good, but coronavirus was bad. All the churches shut down was bad. 
So what happened was a church opened up in every single home because of amazing tech teams like the one Isaac Steger runs here at this church. And, you know, even this, uh, this year we went to Puerto Rico uh, for a foreign missions trip. You know, the, uh, Puerto Rico was, uh, has been getting hit with a lot of earthquakes. And the country has been, like, really devastated um, over the course of these earthquakes. And, you know, so much damage has been caused. We went there to provide relief uh, in, like, February. And February, March, uh, or, like, late February area, I think. And, you know, the earthquakes are bad. All that destruction is bad. But God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him. We went to um, Puerto Rico this past year to do what we could to help. And the second largest news station in the country picked up on us and did a story about us. And there's a picture on the front, on the front page of that article that they wrote about us of us you know, dancing with the kids and, you know, bringing hope and bringing a mess and bring, you know, the gospel to them. And, you know, the, I just wanted to, you know, encourage you guys with that because, you know, is it, is it a problem that you're going through or is it part one of a testimony? Is it a setback or is it a setup for a comeback? But what, you know, God causes all things to get to work together for the good of those that love them. It doesn't matter if it's bad or if it's good. It will work together for your good. I just wanted to encourage you guys with that today because that's something that a lot of people, I think, need to hear now. Good morning, guys. Hope you all can see me over this podium. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Every year at the beginning of the year, um, I pray about a word over the year because in masters and just in life, um, you there's bumps in the road sometimes. And so I always pray for it on the front end. So I'm like, Jesus, you know what I'm going to go through because you know all things. So when those hard times start to hit, what can I cling on to? What, give me a verse that I can cling on to. And so this year, um, it was Psalms 27, 14, and it says, wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. And as I started digging into it, um, that phrase, let your heart be courageous, um, specifically courageous, literally translates from the um, Hebrew into English as fasten upon the Lord. And I was actually talking about this to somebody else and the Lord gave me this really cool, like visual for it. And my dad is here. So when I was little, my dad would let me sit on his foot, wrap my arms and legs around his leg, and he would walk with me. And I thought it was the funnest thing ever. And then I grew up a little bit and kids started to do it to me. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, <laughs> but <laughs> my dad loved it. So, um, or at least I think he did. You can tell me later, but <laughs> so God just gave me that picture of when you completely fasten upon him, when you wrap everything you have and you just cling on to him, he's going to walk with you and he's going to guide you and direct you through whatever you're going through. And I believe that there's some people here that God has given you a promise and God has spoke something over your life or there's something that's in his word that you're trying to claim over your life and your circumstances don't line up with what it says um, or your current situation doesn't line up with the promise that he's given you. And this year I had a time where I was in that same situation, but I clung on to this verse and I said, okay, wait for the Lord because everything is perfect in his timing. And so even though you think that this might be amazing, if I do it now, if you wait for the Lord's timing, it's going to be even that much more perfect. And so I just want to encourage you guys that if you're in that place where you're, um, where you're looking at your circumstances, refocus, refocus. 
because you can stare at your circumstances all day long and you can pray about it and you can pray about it and you can pray about it. But until you start looking to the cross and looking through the cross to see your circumstance and see how God sees it, then your life is going to get a lot better. There was, um, in my first year, the Lord gave me an acronym and it's something or an acronym for the word focus. And it's something that I've clung to a lot and he'll randomly bring it up in my memory exactly when I need it. But so the word focus, refocus yourself on the Lord, but focus, fight on Christ's unimaginable strength. So you guys can cling to that too. And I just want to encourage you to refocus and wait for the Lord. Hold on to him. Let your heart be strong and let it be courageous. Yikes. So I'm nervous. How y'all doing today? <laughs> In case you don't know, my name is Zachary Stevenson, a.k.a. Zach Dale, around these parts. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story today, but before I get to the story, I kind of have to give you a little backstory, a prequel, if you will, kind of a little bit about myself. I fight against the word of God so much in my emotions, right? When God tells me to do something, fear tells me to do something else. And a lot of the times I let fear stop me, right? Okay. We good? Good. All right. So over Christmas break this year, um, I was spending time with the Lord in prayer. I was uh, pacing back and forth on the sidewalk in front of my parents' house and um, I really, really, really have a heart to reach out to people with the gospel to let people know how much Jesus loves them and everything that that means, right? But the thing is, I like to listen to me too much. So whenever an opportunity presents itself, a lot of the times I'm like, mm, no, 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 Lord, send somebody else. I don't want to go. Okay, so... I'm praying, right? The Lord says to me, huh, you should probably go pray for your neighbors. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, Lord, mm, no, um, I'm, I'm good right here. I'm comfortable. I'm good. And um, so I just kind of tune it out, keep praying. And then the Lord tells me to uh, open up my Bible, open up my Bible. And I find uh, Psalm 33:18, and it says, but look. The Lord keeps his eye on those who fear him, those who depend on his faithful love to rescue them from death and to keep them alive in famine. And the Lord showed me that his love is dependable to lean on in order to get the job done. It's not my strength or power that's going to overcome myself to reach out to other people. I have to depend on the faithful love of God. That word faithful means that it's obviously faithful. It doesn't fail. God is there for you no matter how you're feeling. I was feeling pretty scared and the Lord kept urging me on, go pray for your neighbor, go introduce yourself. Um, and so I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. And so I closed my Bible, I put it down and I proceed to stand in the same spot for 20 minutes trying to work myself up into it. I'm like, come on, come on, you can do it. You can do it. I get two steps toward the neighbor's house, spin around, run back in my house because I'm too scared. <laughs> and um, I walk up to my mom and I'm like, I'm feeling really convicted to go pray for the neighbors right now. And I said, I think I'm gonna do it. And she said, good luck. So, um, so I step back out the door and again, I'm standing there on the sidewalk I can't, I can't punk out of it now because I told my mom, she's going to ask me how it went when I come back through the door. So I'm like, well, I, okay, God, you know? And so I spend the next 40 minutes inching my way down the sidewalk, step by step, getting a little closer until eventually I'm at the tree line that separates our houses. And if I take one more step, I'm going to be a creepy guy just staring at them on their porch. I'm going to be a creepy guy staring at them on their porch, and then I can't turn away. And that's what my brain's telling me. It's like, okay, you take that next step. That's it. That's it. You got to commit. You ready for that? You can't do it. You're too scared. You don't have enough. You don't have it in you. And I'm like, 
uh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But God says, God says that I can lean on his faithful love to deliver me from death and provide for me in the famine. I can lean on him in any situation. It's his love that sustains me and empowers me to move forward. It's not me. And so I kick my leg out and take a step. And the whole time my brain is like, stop it. <laughs> and I, I cross the tree line and they see me and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> so I, I, I walk over, I introduce myself and um, I asked them if they needed prayer and they said yes. And um, it was a honestly slightly awkward but pleasant conversation. Um, and if, if I'm saying anything up here, it's this. If we lean on the faithful love of God rather than our preconceived notions of what we can or cannot do, God will prove himself worthy every single time. He will not leave you dry. He will not leave you in this place of despair like, oh, you're such a loser. You can't do it. No, depend on him and he'll carry you the way through. God, God is the coach in your corner. God is the ropes in the boxing ring when the enemy is against you that you're leaning against. He's holding you up. God is the technique in your swing against the enemy. He is what holds you up. He is who delivers you. All you have to do is depend on him. Amazing. God is good, man. That is so amazing. God has done so much. And like they say, like, you don't have to just be afraid. You don't have to just look up to the cross because he's always there. We hear this every day, but to see it, like people taking it to their heart and say, okay, I'm not just going to be here all the world. I want your word to wash me. I want your word to change me and transform me. And that's what this year has been, a year of transformation, a year where the Lord, the, the Bible hasn't been just a Bible, a book that I read because I have to, but it's the word of God. The word that is going to transform my insights because it's real. It's for me. It's not maybe for me. No, but it is for me. God did it for me. Congratulations. God bless you guys. I want everybody to come on up on the stage real quick. I know it's hot and I got a lot of sweaty handshakes this morning, but we're going to pray for you guys and uh, close this time out. And if you would, if you would just extend your hands toward these guys with me and just um, agree together. As we pray, this is kind of a different sort of service, having it this way outside in the heat. Um, but you know what? You know what? It was, it was, these guys did such a great job this year, just serving and giving of themselves and, um, and just, just let the Lord speak to them. So we want to honor them right now. So I want you just to pray for them, agree together with me, just stretch out your hands. And, and Lord, we thank you for each one of these students, for the impact that they've made on our church, on our community, on people around the world, whether it's in Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or traveling to different places when they could. I thank you for the impact they made. Lord, I thank you for what you've been doing in each one of them from the time they've been here until now for the growth that's taken place in their lives. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've been doing in them and through them. And Lord, we thank you for the chance to, to um, be able to be a part of their lives and be a part of what you're doing in them. Lord, I pray now that you would bless them as they get ready to go. I thank you for blessing their families today. I thank you for blessing each person that's here in the name of Jesus. We thank you for just a, a, a blessing and an anointing upon each person's life in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Can we give them one more round of uh, honking? Thank you guys.